This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay. Um, the, um, let's a little bit, so, so let's speak a little bit introduction about the Mashaz Yotzai is going to be Hey Kislev. Let's talk a little bit about introduction of his tkufa. I'll take I'll take a while to get this. Um, let's talk a little bit about his tkufa and get a sense of where and what and when. First of all, um, there is almost no good material, historic material about the Masha. Um, like we spoke many times before, unless something is written beshaito and you have some some way to connect to it, your heart put fit. The, the safer that's most reliable in terms of historical things, facts and figures is the Chidah Sefer, Shem Akdolim. And he has the basic points about the Masha. The Masha wrote a Tshuva Sefer that we don't have, unfortunately. We know he wrote Tshuvas, many Tshuvas. We don't have a Tshuva Sefer. But in his Farim itself, you have in, in his Chidush Masha. There's this, there is some amount of historical material that's going to be fascinating, some of it, and of, of quite an interest. So first, so we're going to speak about the Tkufa, the, the, the context of the Tkufa, the Masha, the Tkufa itself, and some of the extraordinary features of that Tkufa, um, the Masha's, uh, what the Masha accomplished in terms of Halacha, Halacha meaning is Pirish, what is Pirish accomplished um, in terms of making a change in a Tkufa and, uh, and then I got some points. So let's start off a little bit in the context of the generation. Until 1500 marks a very sharp end of a Tkufa, a Geras Farad in 1492, so Spanish Jewry is exiled and that's gone. That's gone. Territory Israel. We spoke about Beis Yosef, and that's one part of Klal Yisrael moving in tremendous direction, decimated, moving. The Jews in Ashkenaz had started in France and Germany, and France kicked out the Jews earlier a little bit, and never really were able to resettle. Germans, the Jews were settled in many parts of Germany. The, the amount of of expulsions in Germany is just mind-boggling. Um, it, it just never. And you have to understand something also. In those days, there were no real countries. Um, the closest to a country would be the size of a county today, kind of. It was in a state of a of a, of a pirates. And the pirates in, in different parts of the world were were had different levels. They had a king. But a lot of times the king was irrelevant, and it was each principality or duchy, and they would throw Jews out all the time in Germany. It became especially difficult, um, the Reformation, which was the Protestant breakaway from the Catholic Church, took place in Germany, um, and it was the 1500s. And Luther at first liked the Jews a lot because he thought that they're future Protestants. And when he realized that they're not, he turned against them as well. So the Jews, Lemaise, were um, so the Jews basically started leaving Germany. Just there's just so many times you can get expelled from your, um, you know, from your house and give up all your money and and uh, live with that. 
So the Jews migrated eastwards, which was Poland. Poland, parts of Czechoslovakia, they started moving this way. Those countries, again, the word country is, 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 is an overstatement. Those lands were, were un, undeveloped lands totally, very primitive people, very ignorant people. Um, and, it, you know, it, it had some miles that the church was there, but they didn't have the type of power in, in, that they had in France and Germany before the Reformation. And, uh, and so on. So the Jews began moving eastwards towards Poland. The, we know that the process started in the 1300s, but the, the, the beginning of what we have real historical records, real works, real things written, uh, is the 1500s. The first, I mean, there were two or three great figures, and they're important to know. One was Rabbi Yaakov Pollack, and Absalom Shachna, his, his Talmud. And they were the first yeshivas and Russian yeshivas in Poland. And that started at Kufa, followed in the 1500s. This was the beginning of the 1500s. In the 1500s, in the late 1500s, let me tell you who lived in Poland. In terms of halacha, in terms of Mefarshah Gemara, you had the Marsha, the Maram, and the Mashal. The three guys in the back of the Gemara, they were there. In, in, in Halacha, the Ramah, you had the Sma, the Chalkas Machokek, the Taz, and later the Shach a little bit. Um, you, you had the Shalah Kodesh. You, you had almost all the Gdola Akronim that we can think of, that was the Tkufa they lived in. There were times when they were all overlapping with each other. Um, the Marshal was also Balafa. The Levush. All of these were, the Maral was more at the beginning a little bit, but all of these were living that, Imral was in Prague, but they were all living that Tkufa. So it was a, it was a Tkufa of extraordinary um, Gdola Akronim, the, the beginning of Akronim, and it was an extraordinary one of the illustrious Kufis in Kalisrol. It was it was an incredible door. Let's talk about the unique feature of that generation. Um, it's interesting because people keep hankering for things and they don't know exactly what it is that they're yearning for. It was the, the largest Jewish autonomy was in that Kufa, and it was called Vad Arbarotsos. Vad Arbarotsos was um, an independence, an autonomy granted by the Polish king in 1550 or so, and it lasted till 1760. It was. The Jews can run their own lives. They are totally beholden to their own laws. They, they are judged by their own laws, and so on. Now, it wasn't out of a tremendous sense of chesed, and Hakar in the in, in the in the, the flaws of the of Klaistral's but the Dinim, what happened was the kings tried to collect taxes from Jews. Not an easy task. So they got to an agreement and they said, Rabbi let's deal with you globally. You're your own community, you're expected to pay as a community X amount of tax. You figure out how to do it and and we'll let you have your own life. The Poles were interested, and Poland in those days included a huge country. Poland in those days um, included 
part, in Lithuania, included parts of white Russia, it included southern parts. It, it, Poland was a huge, and again, it wasn't a real country, it was more an area sort of ruled by that. And the Jews, they were called Arbarotsis, four countries together. There's actually five at sometimes, down to three sometimes. With the Jews ran their own life, and they they had the power to tax, to fine, to punish, to do anything. It was an incredible kufa. It was run by Balabatim, Balabatim who took care of a that make sure the money for the government was collected. B, they also needed to make a lot of rules regulations. Can another guy open up a butcher when one guy has a butcher? How big does the town have to be until it sends somebody to the Dvaravats and so on and so forth? They would get together um, once a year in a big urid. A urid was a fair. In those days, that's how they did markets. People would come together. They didn't have online yet. And there wasn't any way. If you had something, there was no eBay. <laughs> so they would show up in Lublin at the urid. And everybody would bring stuff to buy and to sell and to hawk and to do business and to invest. Everything was done then. And the Vad Arbarotsis, the Balabatim would meet and they would make takanis, like, you know, and, and the Rabbanim would meet and they would try all the entires. So they had, at, at, at its peak, they had like smaller Dayanim try local cases and big Dayanim try like massive cases. They had like which particular case went to each one. That was Vad Abaratzos, and those were, and, and th that was the Tkufa he was in. It meant that the Marsha was one of the people who would sign on a lot of these Takanas. We have a signature. The Marsha was, so, so, so this is the Tkufa they lived in. The Marsha, it was also a bit of an aff affluent times. People had left Germany where they were being constantly squeezed out by the Goyim and just robbed of the money, and Poland was benevolent because the Jews gave them something they couldn't possibly, they were primitive farmers, they couldn't run business, commerce, industry, anything. And the Jews did that. They were the craftsmen, the artisans, the businessmen, and Poland prospered under them. It also created a lot of bad feelings, because it's not nice when, you don't feel good when somebody moves in and he's running the show. It might be he's capable of running the show, you can't, but it's still not doesn't doesn't lend some good feelings that created but but for those 200 years or so things were good and then Poland got dismembered and taken apart by other countries and eaten up by Russia and Germany and Austria and every other country and and until World War one they basically were not much of a country and um, they, they, they and and it became bottled so he lived in that Kufa the Marshal the um, the Marshal was born in 1555 and he died in 1630. He was born in a city, in, he was born in Krakow. It's not clear, but pretty much Krakow. It's one of the German, in one of the Polish cities. What's interesting is he had a yeshiva, he, he got married and he had a mother-in-law named Edel. And she was a wealthy woman and a, and a tremendous tzaddikis. And she held out his yeshiva. She had, a, you know, Again, today people today when you want to sit and learn, you look for a father-in-law. Those days, you look for a mother-in-law who was uh, wealthy and a tzaddikis. And he gave, and she had a yeshiva. For twenty years, he sat in Posen where she was, and they had the yeshiva. And then later on, when she passed away, 
he needed to go on to other places, to Helm and to, and to, and to Lublin, and finally to Austria. Um, it, it, his name, Marsha, is of Shmuel Edels. Edels meaning the, the one who belongs to Edel because she supported him. There were two people in that Kufa that, that were named like after a woman. The Marshas of Shmuel Edels. The Bach is, is Rabbi Yoel Circus. Circus means the one who belongs to Sora. Like Sora's, so it's Circus, you know, Circal or whatever, Circus means Sora's. So he also, it was obviously um, Big Tzadikis and, and held by her, supported by her, and, it's, and, and he calls him Rabbi Yoel Circus. That's how his name is known. So, Mashos of Shul Edels. Some people contested this. Achsidish Rebbe said Chazash Shalman called the woman's name. It is really Mashos of Shmuel Aliyaz, which, which is his name. And they just, whatever Edels, it's not true. The Masha himself signs Edels in quite a few places. Edels was the name that he, that he used and went by because of, obviously, because of tremendous Sakar Satov to his mother in law for supporting him in Yeshiva 20 years. The, the Masha. Um, it's, so we're going to see some things in the Shedusha Goddess that are um, that deal with his what are what are the problems of his generation, and it's funny because uh, you know when you, you hear these endless moves about you know our generation, the old generation, you, know, you have the thing. I, I want to read some of the things he writes about the problems of his generation. Um, okay, one. It's the problems of his generation. It's a Gemara on Shabbos. Vama Rabba lechorbi Yishalayim el b'shul shaposkim ene anshe emona. Rabba says Yishalayim was destroyed because there were no honest people left. Shnei shaitu b'shayim 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 And then he writes like this. Vihine roiv ha'avoynois ukemat kulom hem bedoyer hazeva said Rabba. Most of these are various that are listed here are in our generation, and I would say it says almost all of them. Isuri Shabbos, Shabbos, me'at mizer is harem behem. Very few people are really shame Shabbos and all Isurim the way they should be. The rabbis and the yodim be Isurim, and many don't know many of these Isurim. The roi bechol kehila lodia berabim lidroish lahen ladia Isurim. And it would be right that a rav would get up and speak about Isuri um, Shabbos. Ubechol Matzah Shabbos. What do you do Matzah Shabbos? Rabim heim. There are many. Shadera chiyuvu lahem lishtake b'Matzah Shabbos. They get drunk on Matzah Shabbos. Or levatel kriyas mashal shachas b'zmanu, and they don't get up in the morning for kriyas mashal shachas. Bittel tinoike shal beis rabban. Umatzah bechol kehila. Bittel Torah of of kids in schools everywhere. Gama bachurim mevaten roiva yame beinazmanim. Volchem bechovos bebitulim betiulim. And and even Yeshiva Bachim Ben Azman who spent most of the days going around for Tiyulim in different places. Um, you know, I, if somebody would ask you where, where when it was written, you, you, you know, it's two, you'd say two, 2050, not uh, 1550. What? Where do they go in Tiyul? He doesn't write quite. The Indian He says, and some in the area where even big people are Nichol. Who parrots with Darzeh? 
שכל אחד רוצה להיות רב ואב בזדין באין תורה. People want to be רבנים even though they're not תמי חכמים. והוא בכלל רב מחלולם. וכל אחד רוצה להנהג עצמו בשירוס. And people want it because they want to, you know, walk around study. Baby Godin, baby Bottom, clothing, houses, or Becholdover. V'zeyovo ligzel chaveirov. And that's how, and people cheat because of that. Ha'hoi chocha b'ikri ha'kilas e'na klal. Nobody gives to chocha. She'koyme kolech l'chaveir rova l'ochs al'kvoidoi. That, you know, if you say, why don't you tell him he's doing wrong, you say, spasnish, no, I'm worried about his covet. But especially those who give you people feel very, very free to 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 be mevaze. People don't deal honestly in business. People borrow without paying. And people who I raise should think about what I wrote. He said, I would like to be Meirich on it. But he says, um, I, I said, maybe it's Mutam Shu Shaykim while you made Zidin. Now he speaks about something that's a, a sore point. And again, I, you, you would say, this is a Gemara in Subis. Many people today become wealthy dishonestly and with Chil Hashem. So, like cheating Goyim. They donate a lot of that money, they have a lot of COVID. And to make a Mishabeirach, Lios them Shem v'Tiferes. I guess they didn't have dinners yet in those days. Ve'einze el mitzvah above Avera. It's a mitzvah above Avera. Ve'ein le'oisha ze melach ve'kiyim k'ramahacha. And that wealth will not last. He speaks about different klikodesh. So first of all, I don't know exactly. He refers to a minog of. Um, he, he refers to minog of chazonim. He says, this is in Gemara, in Tainus. He says, Epiphrati says, Bizman azeh, Ruben begezel, u bechazonim shebedor azeh, and the chazonim of this generation is skyim bevada divreim. Lefi she'ena chazonim royim lem shum michya. Chazon doesn't look for any painosa. Rak soim chazolech misudel suda. They go from house to house eating sudas. Gam besudas ha'shus, levakesh befeh oichlom, Mischani Ginosam. They demand for for food for for their singing, Bishmias Koilu Mishta Yain at at drunken revels. Vinoisim Bal Korchabishirus, Bederach Koifin, Achema Roitsani. And they force people, they come, they sing, and they pressure them to pay them. Rabonis. Now he says about Rabonim, he says two places. It used to be the minhag, people want to be Rabbanim, and they paid for it. And this is in a Marsha in Babasra. Where is the first Marsha in? Which one? Which the one that we just read? The, 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 the Chazanim one or, 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 the, or, the, or the cheating? The cheating one. The cheating one is Ksubis Um the The Rabbanim is in Babasra in Gimel. 
he says, he speaks about Kaira Fadosi, Kemoi Bizmana Dora Zev, Bavasena Rabbin, Sheroyan Limlaslem Rabbonim, Bishwal Oishev Imam and Sherobahen. They, they appoint Rabbanim that are wealthy because they like the money. Um, he says it also in um, they made a Takana. He says in the Gemara Subis about people who know a little bit Torah. Like this one, Misamusin. He says, It says you shouldn't make um, you shouldn't give smicha to people that are ganovim or people that know very little. And he says in, in our door, unfortunately, it's been a very mekuyim. So it was a big problem. And by the way, he also says it in one more place. This is in Sanhedrin, which probably most outspoken about it. He says. Um, He says he speaks about the Gemara that says that Rabbonis is really a type of Shibud and Avdus. He says Vyeshla Hoshibazet the Loy Hoshib Minu Harashus for Rabbonis La Avdus Al Mishas Manil Sarchai. Someone that did it for himself. And he says over here uh Hare he says, Sha'ila Khachama for some in Burkhoim in Asrara, and Loitzar Panasasam, Shaynasam Ka Avdus. Would run away from Rabbanis unless they needed for Parnassa. The the people who think they're they want to rule over the Tzibur Shalashem They buy jobs. And the reason they do this for covet, for Torah they don't possess. Therefore, in the Yishalmi it says the royal of Azoisan local kvodim you should be mevazerem and so on. So he speaks very, very strongly about some. And by the way, it was not uncommon practice to sell rabbanis for money. I don't want to get into a, another topic, but the, the famous story of the Vilna Goyen that he was arrested. People somehow tied up with Rabbi Ben Aguer with this. It's not true. He was arrested because the Rabbanis of Vilna had been sold to somebody. And uh, seriously, and it was the person was a fine person. It, it, it was a prestigious job. His, his family was rich. And they promised Vilna 20 years to pay community taxes on their behalf. They said, great deal. It's a win win situation. You know, he, he, he's. And then they got into a fight, and the whole town got into a fight and somehow they they whatever it was they dragged the guy in and so on but that's that that was the type of fights he writes about about Shachonim, that many of them say bad things about the people that still him about and so on and so forth very critical in these areas so this is this is some of the the and the vad avarotzes made takonis one of takonis was that you can't buy a rabbanis it was considered a norm of sorts even, you know, that they have to make a takana for it. That was one aspect of that generation. I want to speak now about the learning a little bit. Um, it, 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 there, was, there was a... Um, it, the door before him was a Rabbi Yaakov Pollock and Rabbi Shalom Shachna. And they were considered big Talmud Chachamim. 
and they were huge Tamir Chachamim, they, they're spoken of or they were also known of Bali Pilpul and Chilukim and so on. Let me explain a little bit. We don't know much today because not much of it is written down. But there were three or four methodologies of learning that, that are extinct today. They were called Regensburger, Eisberger, Nuremberger. They were all German towns. Eisberger, and, there were whole, and a few more. Let me give you a flavor of what it was like. It, w- it was a type of pilpul that many, many, whenever you, you hear about Pilpulam Shal Hevel and so on and so forth, it usually refers to this type of thing, and he himself writes it also in the Masha. And I think that the Masha's learning came La Fuki from that. They would have the following type of pilpul. You have a sugya, and the sugya brings a brice that the Eskakasha from. It doesn't bring only the piece, the, 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 the kasha, it, it brings the whole brice. So why did you need to bring the whole brice? So a whole shtigl as to what would be schwer if you, um, if you didn't bring the second after brice. Despite that the normal understanding that we have is, you know, he finishes the words he said, like he's not going to bring just a line. It's not. It's not a beer. I grow. He just brings the three words and the <laughs> But 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 so there would be a whole shigotar in that. There was a given for some reason. They assumed that the Makshin and Tartsin both knew what each one held. So if somebody asked a Shaila and somebody bought a Raya and somebody slogged up the Raya, so you couldn't just say, well, he thought this way, he answered this way, and he asked from here. So you would, so it was a whole lamdish thing that I would call lamdish, but complex thing that the the Tartsen made a mistake as to what the Makshin had asked. The the the, the second Makshin realized that the Tartsen made the mistake, and there was this whole huge um, pilpul as to what, and and it would get very complex as to what the first Makshin made a mistake. In the in the Bala Memra's Memra and and what the Tartsen made a mistake as to what the Makshin said and the mistake that the third person made when he answered the second person's kasha and, and it was a whole credible binion built on Hashar's. There's no remis fit. There would be <coughs> a type of in halacha that all sheetas have to agree. So even if they're cholik mifurish, they would work out a whole stickle tire that they're not cholik. And and became incredibly complex. I once saw. I was looking for it again. I couldn't find. I don't remember where I saw it. I had it. Had a printout of it. It was a whole pilpul where twelve kashas <coughs> on Rashi nesugya, twelve kashas on Taisis nesugya. The the last kasha on Taisis answers the first kasha on Rashi. The the second to last, the second a whole huge web, crazily complex. And these were called chilukim. And 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 they were they were uh, um, ex- they took an extraordinary amount of mental effort, but the but most all of the Shalot writes about this horribly. He says you know people tell me that this is this is the beauty of Torah. Kvosh Torah says it's a makri of Torah. It's a shtus and zavolim. Very 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 sharply against it. He writes also that most of the people you have the light. Uh, the Masha writes, and I and I think this was um, he writes over here. Yeah, this is Gemara about Metzia. He writes about the Mile of Pilpul. 
He says, Masha Enkin, so the Gemara says, B'nai Bavl were not so hard yes, as they answer so. So he says, Masha Enkin, B'nai Bavl, the Efshar Shemifalpalim, Dugmas Chilukin Shemadarazer. They were called, the Pilpulim were called Chilukim. He says, maybe they had the Pilpul similar to our Chilukim. Ashakol Mia Shayodea Lechavna Tzara Yosef a Pilpul Shalhevel, whoever is able to dray a bigger Pilpul Shalhevel, Hareza Meshubach. And everyone is just out to get the other one. Um, he says, and that's why, um, it, it, and he says, It drives the person from Emes. Um, so the idea that the, and, and if you look at the Mashai, I, I want to, we'll, we'll finish soon with a letter from the Chaznish about it. The, the Mashai's caches of, of the Gdol Achreinim I would say the two who stand out as the caches that are, the, the, their problems are problems no matter who you hold by, is the Mashon Kivega. In other words, many times, along the Shakasha, a lot of times it's built on a sort of a subtle understanding that this is an appropriate way of looking at it. And, you know, this seems to be a din of the Heftza, so why it's listed here. It's, it's a type of question that has a certain assumption to it. The Marshall's questions are, however you'll touch and explain, if Taisa says this, he, he didn't need this. Either or. The, the, you know, the, those kashas stand no matter how you, you lame. The Marshall's derech halimud in Pilpul and Halacha was extremely pshat-oriented in the most fundamental way. Marshall's tough. Marshall's not an easy limud. But but you can't ever give it the feeling that it's kind of up in the air. Who says? Maybe I'm not sure. His points are really solid. Fascinating. The Masha wrote only the chidushim that it was mechadish in yeshiva with a, with a chabura. He used to be part of vadaratzis and he used to go to the market to read twice a year. There are two places in Shas where he finishes the middle of the sechta. I also have that. One is the Shabbos Ayin Hayam at Beis, and he says, "Mikan at Sefer Perik, from here to the end of the Perik, Lo Reisel Halos Al Sefer Mechilusha Alachis." I didn't want to write it in the Sefer. Vipneishka Lo Maratios Be Yeshiva Be Yosef Be Yirid Lublin. I was in Yeshiva, so I was in Yirid Lublin, and therefore I can write it in Sanhedrin Mem Beis. Also, he says, "Mikan at Sefer Perik Al Halos Al Sefer Mechilusha Alachis." So he felt that anything that he didn't write in yeshiva, since he didn't have the counterpoint and nobody to ask and to answer, to, you know, the back and forth, he didn't feel right that it was emes and to put it down. So this is sort of mashon halacha stands in that sense as a dogma, in in terms of going, you have to work hard on it. You know, Masha is not an easy safer, but it's very solid, and there's no way, not but, and it's not, and, and there's no way when you finish the Masha, you say to yourself, no matter how I'll touch and say the Kasha is a real Kasha, the point he's making is a very, very strong point. It doesn't move easy. And I remember the old days, the, 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 they used to print Gemaras without the riff. It, it used to have two types of Gemaras, with the riff, without the riff. Like, with the riff and run was was like uh, a bonus, kind of. 
I, I remember, I, I didn't ever see it used, but I remember seeing old riffs where the riffs were printed as separate volumes, riff and run and so on. But, but, the, but, the, but the, the Gemaras that didn't have anything, all of them had Masha, Maram, and Mashal. That page, that, 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 that Gemara, that was standard. And in the Geren Yeshivas, um, the Limud was Gemara, Taisis, and Masha. Masha was like the primary Iyun. It was a very, very important sefer. There was a, a person, a fascinating story, that there was a person, a Hungarian Yid, who, um, a Hungarian Yid, who wasn't sure if his family got out or not, and he was very worried at the end of the war. And he came to Chazanish. His, his family had gotten onto a boat, didn't hear from the boat, and so on. And the Chazanish said, Hungarian Jewry learned Marsha really well. He said, a boatload of marshals won't get lost in the ocean. That's what the, that's what the Chaznish said. And again, whatever the Chaznish's personal Hagoshes were. But, but saying that, he meant it. We'll see, we'll see soon a letter they wrote. Finally, in, in Agada. So first, I wanted... To, I, I, okay, um, a few points. Agadita, almost nobody had ever written a Purish on Agadita in any, in any normal way. Certainly not as comprehensive as the marshal. The Masha originally wrote it on Enyakov as a separate sefer. It was two separate sefarim. He laid out Harata and he said, I did wrong. And he said, very interesting, why? He said, Ravina and Ravashi mixed Agadita into, into the Gemara. I don't know why in middle of Brachas they you start a huge amount of Agadita, middle of Hedgin, why in this period, that period. But, but they didn't make two sefarim out of it. They didn't make an Agadita sefer and Allah sefer. So he said, so it's wrong to separate it. And I think his son-in-law in later editions put it together the way we have it in different uh, fonts, but, but, but that's the start. He writes against people, he's Mefarish Adarach Pshat. He writes against people that learn Kabbalah most of the time, and it's a Gemara Chagiga. He says, the people of today's generation who spend all the time learning Kabbalah, Gambi al even when they're young, we machach mehichachachmas a Kabbalah, ain't in a gebe vice merkava, lo yadaina lomo lo huskuzuacham shumakal and mishnah vitalmud to seftum and hiltum safra of sefri. He said, if it's something other than the vice merkava, why is it mentioned anywhere? Ulafi hanire, shechachmuzuna gasp, lamaila vice merkava, the yoisra lastir lo legaloisa. He said, it's something that should be hidden. People shouldn't be public about learning Kabbalah. And I wrote, said in Asar Yuchsin, that you should go out against people <coughs> who speak about Barabim. He himself in Agadata has many different Pshatim. The one thing I would like to comment is, some Agadatas, he says, happen in a dream. They didn't happen, in fact. In the Gemara about the Maisa Bechosin Echad, that, that he went to the Beis Akvaris on Lel Shoshana night, and so on and so forth. And he said, Maisa Bechosin Echad, Kvanishkashu, but they said, how could a Chosid go to, to a night or Shoshana to go to Beis Akvaris alone? It makes no sense. It's a Makam Tumah, and so on. So he says, therefore, I think the Ritvaz Pshad is right. It happened in a dream. He writes in different. He says in a place Derech Marshall. It says that Chananim Shazai drowned in spit. He says it's a metaphor. He writes about numbers. It's fascinating. 
Whenever the Gemara uses 300 or 60, he writes it's a guzma, meaning it's just a number indicating a huge amount. When the Gemara uses 13, he says that's badafka, 7 or 13, he says, because those numbers are meaningful numbers. In Kabbalah, they mean something, and therefore those numbers are, are to be understood literally. And it's a, but he was about Pshat Nagarata. He, some of Pshat he was Mefarish Alpider Pshat. The famous Gemara where the Melech asked was, What do I smell good? Why is the Shabbos food good? He says, We have a spice called Shabbos. He says, It means there's a, one of the spices is called Shabbos. And it's, it's, it's a Gemara Lashen. He, he's very, in, sometimes he's noted to Pshat. Sometimes he said Chazal meant it, it scientifically. He's very, very mixed in how he looks at it. And it's the only, it's the first comprehensive sefer we have really on Agathis that are there pshat. Morales is, is very difficult. Morales is a difficult sefer. This is a first sefer like that. And that's, and that's a Yerusha of his. Um, we have, uh, I want to finish with a letter that Chazanish wrote about it. But um, two things. First of all, there's one, in, we don't have any chuvis, but there's an interesting um, piece, a hint at something. He seemed to have had a very sharp machlokus with the, with the Marami Lublin. They were in the same city, and there was, seemed to have been a story with a get, that the Masha was Mekel, and the Marami Lublin was, was Machmer. And there was a lot of back and forth on it. And it seems to be some enmity. The Marami Lublin brings him, uh, many times and never mentions them by name. So someone says it's this, but it's a mistake, and so on. Um, the Marsha at the end of Mesephtis Gitna, if you'll take a look, has a piece after the Gemara, and he says, I wanted to add something about a certain type of get that we do. It's Pasha, this way they do it, and so on and so forth. Get Shemira with writing a client, not writing a it, it, it sticks out, and it was written to answer Ramon Lublin. There's one Shuva in Ramon Lublin, it's Kufchavav. Where he writes to the Marsha Tshuva, and he says, you know, on, on what was 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 let bygones be bygones, and he and he and he refers to him as his mechutin. They had I don't know if they were real mechutanim like with his daughter married son or vice versa. I think his brother's daughter married son or something like that. But that was that was a, um, a very very fascinating end to what seemed to have been because they they people have gone through it the the the, the marami lublin will bring the marshal many times without mentioning his name and arguing on him quite strongly and this truva he sort of it sort of seems that there was something that 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 um went on and we don't we're not uh, very very we, we don't know the details it seems to be about this get and the, the marami lublin himself has a masmat about a get like it so it seems to be left um, in looking for historical information about it, about the Marsha, like I told this came out nothing. The, the Chidor is reliable. There was a Sefer called, um, it told us Adam, written by Ruma Golias. He basically writes the few facts I told you. He takes many things I've, I brought, the, the Agatha things, he takes many, many more things and he weaves a huge thing out of it, but that's, you know, it's about his derech and his so on and so forth. It doesn't, there's not much, uh, he doesn't have more information. There are three or four Chassidish Amaises, fantastic stories, philosophical fantasy, about a whole Chiyas Amaisim thing, it was Mechai Amaisim and so on and so forth. You know, it, it, it's, it's alien to me, the whole Musig, um, 
you know, we say, friends, Bechal, I mean, we say by Kodesh Mechaim Mesim, I didn't know the Mashal was in that league. The, the, the Gemara says about Gedolah Maroyim that Kotten Minaychu could be Mechaim Mesim. That's it. We don't, we're not, Elisha was considered, and it's a whole, and there's no, there's no, on what, where did they hear it from? Where did, I mean, it's, 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 it's there's nothing, there's nothing that ties it with the Mashal and so on. If there's one thing, again, from my Amunis Chachamim, this is the 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 Chaznish writes the following letters. The first letter in printed. He says, I, I must tell you, Kibalibi, I'm upset. I'm upset about our generation that has stopped learning Masha. It's it's a He was mezak all the generations to train people to be amul really. Real hard work is avoda. And this is what Chazal meant when he spoke about how. In how much Torah affects a person, they spoke about when you learn and you harvor. And it's this type of strong learning of harving that turns a person's gashmis to ruchnius and makes his body a lot more spiritual. And 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 they seep into a person's avarim to to make them more mezuchah. Vaseifa kodesh hazeh, this holy seifah who molis amlus bedvarim muchroyim vamukim. This the mashat is full of real harvanya, real hard work on things that are muchra, meaning they make sense. The seichel says it and deep. Umarglas adam beiyu nochen vamayik. And they train a person to think deeply and straight. And it helps a person remember each sugi, because you have to go through piece by piece again and again. What was the kash, what was the teretz, and, and so on. The door says, the door before me, they held very strong of it. And, and Rabbi Kivega didn't leave a thing out the Mashah they didn't look at. It's, it's true, it's printed. The, the, the Rebbe Kivega rarely looked at Achronim. He wrote something, I don't have time to, to look at Achronim. The Mashah by him was every Mashah. And from when they stopped learning Mashah, of those ideas of Pshat Kula, they've lost the sense of Pshat in general. They, they have light Iyun, you know, as far this way, as far that way, and so on. And they've stopped trying to understand the structure of the sugya piece by piece. And there's nobody that's that's trying to bring it back where it ought to be. And so on and so forth. So that was that's that's the the harach and chaznish had for the mashal. Um, because to learn through a mashah takes hard work, and it's not a hard work the mashah, it's hard work in the sugya. You need to go step by step by step to understand, because that's what he's doing. Mashah basics shows you how a step is missing, one step is not leading to the other step, it, 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 it's redundant. The mashah, that's the mashah's learning. And 
the two key <coughs> words that the Chazanish uses here are Muchra and Amok. It's not Svaris that maybe yes, maybe not. The things he says have to be, and there's depth to it. And, 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 and the truth is, a lot of Lumbus comes out of Masha because he basically, his Kasha a lot of times is almost a, a, a point in it, a terrace in itself. So I'll go upon him. So, so um, we, we have some sense of Aleph, of the godless of someone that's considered, in, in Hungarian yeshivas, Masha was the Sefer Iyun, and rightfully so. The um, and and it, it's it's a sense it's a window into tukufa that was an extraordinary tukufa of godless. It was a transition in learning. It was affluency with its problems of affluency. It was Klal Yisrael um, having a self-government autonomy and with some fascinating um, aspects to it. Um, and and also the the, the Masha paved the way for us in many things and our Gadata to push it to, to deal with each Agadita consistently and examine it and shot and so on. And uh Hey Kislev is his yard site and there should be a male sage that we should be Omo Bataira uh Behro Baomok like the Khaznish says.